Welcome to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, and while I am an attorney, the Buzz Off show is not legal advice. Instead, it's a weekly look at all the buzz surrounding the Internet of Things, autonomous vehicles, drones, and all the gadgets and gizmos in between. Find us each Wednesday from 2 to 3 Eastern on americaswebradio.com or find the Lawyer Liz podcast on americaswebradio.com as well as iTunes and your favorite podcast streaming services. So as we're heading into the holiday season, last week we were talking with the Buzz Off Show's intrepid entertainment and political correspondent, Rob Graham, to delve into the 2017 IoT Naughty List, which products, services, well, we're deserving a lump of coal from Santa and his owls. And this week, we're going to carry on with the holiday theme and delve into the best practices or how to handle both gift buying as well as difficult conversations with family and friends who may not be as tech savvy as you gather over the holidays. So bringing in, and we're going to welcome in our next segment, uh, Christopher Burgess, who is a longtime voice and researcher in the information security industry, but has spent a considerable time and effort working with senior online safety. And so Christopher's going to discuss and we'll look into some of the products perhaps you shouldn't buy and some of the considerations that may not seem as obvious as well as, well, how to have those difficult conversations to relatives and friends of you probably should put a password on that. So before we get into the lighter side of holiday gift buying with Christopher, take a look at some of the busts or musts that have come up over the past couple of weeks. And again, keeping with a the holiday theme. So uh, the National Film Registry has announced that it is adding four new films, including Goonies, but as well as the best Christmas movie ever, Die Hard. So those films will be added to the registry and forever preserved for their iconic status. And speaking of registries, the uh, president signed the 2018 National Defense Authorization Act, which brought a bit of a Christmas present for the FAA. Earlier this year, the FAA's hobbyist drone registry, where hobbyists uh, had to pay $5 to register themselves with the FAA and get a number for a registration number to include on their drone aircraft that weighed between 0.55 pounds and 55 pounds. So basically, if you're flying for fun and your aircraft weighed more than two sticks of butter, then you had to register yourself with the FAA, pay your $5. Well, hobbyists fall back, filed a lawsuit, and courts agreed, said FAA, you 
can't, the registry was barred or not included under the 2012 uh, legislation and Reauthorization Act for the FA. So basically struck down the registration requirement for hobbyists. Commercial operators, y'all still had to uh, register with the FA. Well, President Trump delivered a Christmas present as a provision in the National Defense Authorization Act brings back that which the courts took away. It brings back the hobbyist registration requirement. So as soon as the legislation becomes effective, then look to the FAA's website. If you don't, as a hobbyist, if you don't register and pay your $5 and get your number, then you're subject to additional penalties should anyone find out. Well, another downside, another bust the week are and as well as a reminder to turn on encryption pick up those privacy settings patch your stuff dell secureworks announced uh, and publicly released their research on two keyless entry lock systems were vulnerable local attackers could lock unlock create unauthorized id badges uh, to AMAG technology symmetry IP-based access door controllers. Well, what happens is under the default deployment, there was no encryption. So unless the customers had gone in, changed their setting to add that encryption, um, you were just open and vulnerable. So the good news is turn on encryption and you've fixed the problem. bad news is... You still have to take those extra steps, and folks may have been unauthorized access to your building. But speaking of getting into research and what, and in particular, a special place in my heart, the aviation industry, Emory Riddle Aeronautical University down in Florida has received welcome news. The U.S. Department of Commerce announced a $1 million investment in a new aviation and engineering research center to be located with Emory Emory Riddle to under the name the Eagle Flight Research Center for where they'll conduct aviation engineering research. It highlights the need for focus on these areas. The aviation industry is not a static, uh, stay-in-one-place that, in addition to various technology and, technology and cybersecurity risks in the aviation industry, but it'll provide an opportunity for critical research with a university that uh, leads the way on aviation and aeronautical studies. So early Christmas present to Embry-Riddle. Congratulations. One thing you may not have as easy access to or adding to the Christmas wish list is Nintendo Switches. The Nintendo Switch uh, has crossed the 10 million sales of their consoles since their launch in March. Um, the gaming console or handheld devices are a hybrid of sorts and have 
been predicted that they're on pace, on track to beat the Wii, Nintendo's other big selling gaming device, sales by up to 20% uh, over the first 10 months of sales between the Wii uh, back in the day and the Nintendo Switch. Part of the drive or some of the credit for the Wii, uh, excuse me, the Nintendo Switch sales is that it includes classic titles. It brought back Mario Kart, Super Mario, and Zelda. And as a fan of Mario Kart games, I am not complaining. But if you're in the mood for nostalgia, not only does the next Star Wars movie open this week in theaters, but the first full-length trailer for the movie Ready Player One, based on the book, hit the airwaves and... It brings back a lot of 80s nostalgia. So not only do we have 80s movies making the National Registry, but if you're a fan of classic 80s video games, movies, and just pop culture references, you'll not be disappointed in this latest Ready Player One movie trailer. The is the joke was how those lawyers were able to get all of the licensing deals. In fact, for once, companies were beating down the door to make sure that their products were referenced and included in the movie. Well, movie hits theaters uh, March 30th in 2018. Until then, looking forward to the upcoming trailers and catching all of the Easter eggs hidden inside. And when you start talking about Easter eggs and other holiday icons, or in this case, decorations, don't be poor Clark and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the FAA, in addition to having to send out reminders for drone pilots not to fly around or interfere with the California wildfire firefighters or firefighting efforts. In other words, if your drone is in the air, then the emergency services, the helicopters, and other firefighting aircraft cannot be in the air. Well, a reminder that your holiday laser light display, no matter how much you may want to compete with the neighbors, please be kind and do not blind or distract the pilots who may be flying overhead. So before you get a little too cre- creative or go overboard, uh, keep keep that in mind that just as distracted driving is an issue, distracted flying thanks to Christmas light displays. Uh, you don't need to be seen by the space uh, station and you don't necessarily need to be seen by the planes going overhead. Your electric bill and your neighbors probably thank you as well. So a couple of you know, items that hit the early Christmas presents. So the FAA comes out a winner and Nintendo Switch is a winner that for anyone who had wanted to keep that or add that to the stocking list, I've even run run into problems finding some of the accessories at the stores. But for those who are looking at and trying to build out your Christmas wish, 
list or find those last minute gifts online shopping and delivery services take center stage and we will pick all of that up in our next segments as we welcome christopher burgess to the uh, buzz off show and again thank you for listening welcome and Find us each week on americaswebradio.com. We'll be right back after this commercial break. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. And as promised before the break, we have brought in a special guest this week to build upon some of the information and that Rob Graham, the Grinch, uh, put on his IoT naughty list. But, well, what do you do with that? So we've brought in Christopher Burgess, and Christopher really has been there, done that, uh, worked in information security and technology to the point where he has run the divisions. He has pretty much done it all, been there, has the T-shirt, and now uses those superpowers for good, working with online uh, security and safety for seniors. So, Christopher, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, I hope uh, these superpowers will generate goodwill during this holiday season. Absolutely. I mean, somebody's got to make up for the doom and gloom that uh, Rob, our intrepid uh, political and entertainment reporter, brought uh, to the last show because it's the holiday season. You got to give gifts. And now that we know that everything from we have to be careful of the dolls that are connected, the watches that are connected, the, you know, what you thought may have been a great service for your mother to help walk her dogs may not may not 
be as safe as one thought. I mean, what is one to do with a family and friend list of gifts for family and friends? I mean, you got to give them something. <laughs> exactly. And and while I uh, like to like to think that bad things don't happen to good people. They do, uh, and, and and thus, as we're looking at these newfangled technologies that are out there, uh, wow, you know, this gizzy whiz here can do that, or this other one over here can do this. Uh, hardly ever do the manufacturers step through all the permutations because they're interested in getting the product to market so that it'll be within that eight-week period where people are buying Christmas presents, and so. Far too often, they ship at 80% and say, yeah, well, we'll fix it on the, on the tail end. And so what we end up with are situations like these new GPS smartwatches that are to protect your child from abduction or loss, where they actually broadcast where your child is. As, <laughs> as, as exactly. A, you know, and that's, that's kind of counter to what was intended. Uh, and so good-natured folks out there are going, wow, maybe we should take a look. And so in the case of GPS smartwatch, for example, uh, it was the consumer board in Norway that mm-hmm. discovered this, and they dug in deep, and they go, holy crap. This is broadcasting where my kids are, and it's susceptible. And I can talk to my child, but the man in the middle can too. And so, you know, it was clear that the manufacturers were all about connectivity and not about the security of that connection. Because in concept, it was a wonderful idea. You know, you be able to talk to your child when they're on the playground and say, "Hey, look," you know. Uh, your signal where the, you know, the lights in the, in the park went on, it's time to come home, which is how I grew up, right? Uh, we, we didn't have the cell phones. It's when the street lights go on, get your butt home. Uh, now we talk to our children because it's better. Uh, so this technology was there. It's a great idea, but that should be a secure connection, not open for, uh, that, that man in the middle attack that everyone in cybersecurity knows about, but mom and dads who are just trying to keep tabs on each other and, and their children don't. Now, one, one step up from that is, uh, tagging your, your child. I tag my dog, right? My dog has a GPS. I live out in, in the mountains, right? Why do I have a GPS? Because I have cougar and bobcat and bear and deer and all sorts of critters running through the property that this dog will chase. He's a hound dog. And I don't want to be running all over the mountainside looking for my dog. So he's got a GPS on and I can find him in 20 minutes normally. That is a, you know, it's just telling me where he is. I interrogated it. It's there. I don't expect it to be overly secure because it's my dog. But Well, and it's, it's that convenience side well, of it. It is. And, you know, when the dog jumps in the truck and they go off to the market after they get 100 yards away from the house, I get a, you know, I get a beep on my phone that says, your dog has left his zone. And... That, to me, is priceless because if he's in the truck, I know where he is. If he jumps out of that truck, we know where he is. Okay? So this is a great gift for somebody who's got a dog. But is it a great gift for somebody who's got a kid? Maybe not. And so that that's the trade-offs. And then you have these manufacturers of toys that talk to each other. 
You know, like these pseudo uh, text machines where it's just an open network and they talk and that's great. But they also have a family network that you join the club, right? And Hello Kitty was one of these. Uh, a few years ago that came out and they said, hey, we'll have this whole Hello Kitty community. You can put pictures of you enjoying Hello Kitty toys, etc. And then, boom! All 3.3 million accounts get uh, hammered and you've got pictures of you, you, know, you your child playing with the Hello exactly. Kitty toys and, and now you're dealing with this great big mop and bucket cleanup that, yeah, I'm sure the folks over at Hello Kitty, it's, uh, the name of the company, I guess, is Sandpro, didn't think all the way through that what happens when we get hacked? Because who, who cares about what kids do with toys? Well, I, I'm one of these guys that reads the DOJ RSS feed, right? <laughs> so everything that comes out, every... Uh, Every indictment, et cetera, that they generate a press release on, I read it. And what do I see every single freaking day? It's somebody is targeting somebody's child. And and so well, it, it, it is absolutely real. Is it is it such that every child needs to be paranoid? Absolutely not. Are the odds that it's gonna happen something bad is gonna happen to your child high? Absolutely not. But they are well above zero. And thus, as a parent, before you give them toys or sign them up for these sort of things, you really need to start thinking about, and then what? And how else can they be used? And do I, if I do this, then what happens here? And who is going to have access to it? You know, it's, it's, it's this basics of if you buy them a car, don't you teach them how to drive? Well, it, it, exactly. You you run into the problems of, and I don't know how many I've tr- times I hear, well, I'm boring. Why would anyone care about you know, spying or hacking into my thought? Well, it, it's not just you. It's the aggregate of all this data, all this information that you don't even realize is being broadcast. I mean, nobody needs to target just your child's information, but have they, you know, divulged passwords? Have they given away some additional bit of information? Or, you know, there's no sense in having your child provide free marketing uh, <laughs> for the company. Well, it's I mean, like baby monitors, right? Every every parent, mm-hmm. every newborn has a baby monitor in their bedroom now. It seems, and uh, there it's either video or it's audio. When uh, my kids uh, were little back in nineteen and eighty five, uh, we we had an audio baby monitor. You know, and if you if you had an oscilloscope and you zip to that frequency or a radio and zip to that frequency, you could hear my son sleep. <laughs> and, yeah. and there was no presumption of privacy. But then when we started videotaping or videoing, you know, then all of a sudden you've got this baby monitor with video and now you're transmitting it to your phone. And so it's no longer the people who are within a hundred feet of your home 
that are able to listen into and see what's going on in your house. It's anyone with an IP address that can touch your IP address. And really, that transition hasn't absolutely. happened yet, Liz. People still think of it in the concept of, well, it'll only reach my neighbors. <laughs> but it, it's not. It's your network, the same network in some cases that you're working from home on. You know, so that you brought the company's business and data and information into an environment that you're anticipating can't be breached because of a $29.99 baby monitor. And that's putting, to me, putting a lot of faith in something that was never intended. As As you said, it was intended to monitor kids sleeping for the parents, you know, provide that convenience, but it was never intended to be a secure uh, gadget or device. And and I'm not sure that we should expect them to do that, except if the manufacturers, and this is where they're naughty, if the manufacturers are sending it to an app and have created an API to, to pull it in, then they have the responsibility, I believe, to do it with privacy intact, with security intact, and it's no longer just this low-frequency monitor from point A to point B within your confines of your home because you've taken it out and brought it back in. It's like uh, you, you were talking about the ring door. Same thing. It transmits out, and you know your, 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 uh, your iPhone or uh, Android gets a buzz. There's activity at your front door. You can hit the button if you pay the fee <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, exactly. and see it. But if I pay the fee, I have the expectation that my files will be secure. Well, that kind of brings up the other another question. So I've purchased this ring for you know doorbell system for a family member. Do I pay their first year's subscription do i do i then need to make sure or do they need to make sure that i don't have access to their files as the person who well, paid the for you. i just installed one last week <laughs> <laughs> fantastic hands-on advice i love it the, the first month's free <laughs> for the monitoring of course. And you get to determine whether or not it it, it, it works for you uh, our kids uh, have it at their house they don't use the monitor service they just use it as an active service so they don't keep files etc it works for them uh, if you want somebody else to have access to your doorbell you can give them access and you can revoke it that's that's a nice feature and so I don't want to be an advertisement for them but I kind of like how it works uh, I've, I've already I've already used it in ways I did not imagine I would well, do tell as long as you're not going to create a security breach. No, exactly. Well, for example, uh, deliveries to the front door that we weren't expecting. Oh, you get an activation. There's motion at your front door. You look at the video and you see somebody dropped a box. And then, you you know, we can call one another and say, okay, there's a box out in front of the house that nobody knew was coming. Well, there you go. And so we'll pick back up and delve into what are the responsibilities right after this commercial break on Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Field books. There is a difference, and the difference is made in the USA. 
a family-owned and operated Bogside Publishing in New Hampshire. For over 38 years, the family business has produced the finest, most durable, rain-resistant, and most affordable field books in the land surveying and engineering industry. Demand the best from your supplier, Bogside Publishing Field Books. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequal service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, and talking today with Christopher Burgess, an expert in particularly of late using your superpowers uh, to help with online safety with a focus on the senior community. So chatting with Christopher about gift giving guides and just general online safety tips as both the gift giver and the gift receiver. And before the break, Christopher, you're explaining uh, your ring doorbell system in those unanticipated uses uses uh so you know package delivery does you know what are your thoughts on other services uh, like for example the amazon key or there's a garage door company that will permit remote access are those good gift ideas well amazon key uh would be a death sentence for the poor guy who or a woman who opens the front door and my dog kills him uh so you know that that's never going to work same thing with drone deliveries you know as uh-huh. it's landing the drone is going to get taken out uh, absolutely i just figured the it was an additional gift piece offering to my dog. My dog <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, my dog views is anything that lands in the yard is his. And Absolutely. It, and if it can take off quickly, it's good. But if it can't, <laughs> I own it. And, and, and mm-hmm. heaven forbid, should we order dog treats, <laughs> then, then it's really ugly for the Amazon technology. Uh, but mm-hmm. letting somebody in to my home to leave a package i understand why they're doing it i i think it might work uh if you had for example a central office for a, a community of townhouses or uh, apartments where the alternative is leaving the package in a hallway where <laughs> the central room can be you know you can give access to the mail room to the Amazon folks so that they can leave those packages in a semi-secure environment. I, I think that would make a lot of sense. But to allow them into my home, you know, I, just think of the mess. Well, absolutely. <laughs> this wouldn't work. Uh, no. And so what, what do you recommend when... Or, you know, how do you approach that solution? Because you certainly have an eye towards the security practice and safety practices. So when you're having online package, you know, doing online ordering, do you have a 
procedure already set in place for a loved one, or how do you address some some of those security issues? So uh, when when I send a package to a family member who uh, isn't a hermit like I am, so let's qualify a family member that you like Uh, because that's a whole separate category for the ones that you want to just kind of you know under their to arrive. So I'll call them and say, "Hey, are you going to be around on Saturday?" And then I'll I'll purchase with an eye towards a Saturday delivery. Okay. Um, if they aren't going to be around, I will ask them where is the closest. Like for example, Amazon has Amazon lockers. Where's the closest locker for you? And I'll have it delivered there, and you can go back and pick it up at your leisure. Well, I think that also addresses some of the issue. People may not want their home address linked to certain products or, uh, you know, (laughs) marketers. I mean, because uh, if somebody released my my work cell phone, I know somehow that number has ended up on some marketer's call list, and it's been driving me batty. You know, that's that's all you need to do for relatives you like. Now, exactly. relatives you don't like, you're perfectly okay with uh, their home address, their home phone number, and you know, preferably call with questions before eight a.m. <laughs> I don't. I, I have no comment here. I, I like all my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is. It, but speaking of, what are some? You know, if. It, Assuming that every present or, you know, uh, fruit of the month that you're ordering for someone, you're intending that they receive it, you know, that they're secure. What are some other considerations if I'm going through my gift list? You know, obviously I'm going to look at, well, who's information, you know, who's going to be able to access the information, how long is it stored, what does it cost, but just generally, you know, what I know in our household we would think is a great gift, non-tech savvy folks may look at us like we are absolutely crazy. Sure, sure. Uh, so I give a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, e-readers or... You no, know. no, physical books. <laughs> Which is what I prefer. And, and, and that, that, that deals with the whole technology issue. Uh, but... In, in all candor, you know, around Thanksgiving time, maybe uh, even uh, uh, excuse me, even Labor Day, the conversation should have already occurred surrounding this is how we're going to buy online, and then hold yourself to not dealing with any entity that doesn't have a secure website. You just don't give them information. Uh, making sure that there's a uh, secure SSL, uh, which the normal consumer can find by uh, looking for that HTTPS in the uh, URL of the company, uh, making sure that the, when they're giving information, this is the important part, when you're giving information, only give it to a secure screen, uh, and you're going to be bombarded with offers and 
opportunities, and they're going to come to you in your social networks. They're going to come to you in SMS, your text messages. They're going to come to you from relatives well-meaning, and they're going to come in your emails in droves because you you are the book of the month club. You're the wine of the month club. You're the fruit jam of the month club (laughs) that you were given last year, and now they want you to give it to everyone else. So you'll get all of these, and the the number one thing you have to do is don't click. <laughs> that is it. It is so basic. Do not click. Be, be, don't be lazy. Use a little bit of energy, just a little bit of energy, and type the URL of the company into the website, uh, into your, your browser, and then shop. Trust me, the opportunities will be there. They'll have that coupon code in that email for you to use. (laughs) If if it sounds too good to be true, second guess it. Exactly. Exactly. And and frankly, it's easy to get caught. So... Personal experience, just yesterday, a, uh, two relatives were uh, exchanging what looked like an, a great opportunity. It was a company that makes high-end sunglasses. We're offering their entire line oh, for eight hours for twenty nine ninety nine. No, 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 no. And so it shows up on everybody's uh, Facebook feed in the in the relatives. <laughs> and we're all looking at it, and I, I click away. Bam! I put I pull out the ones I like. Bam! And then I go to the checkout counter. It is not secure. Yeah, yeah. Boom! Full yeah. stop. Back away. Yeah. Send a note to everyone. Hey. This is just a fishing expedition. This is not the mm-hmm. real company. It looks like it, but it, this is just a watering hole. All they want us to do is get in there and give us our, our information. Full stop. And that's how easy it is to do. Now, do you recommend like relatives set up uh, a separate free email account to use with online shopping so that, you know, if I'm ordering stuff, it would go to my, you know, lawyerliz online shopping at gmail.com or stuff like that. Or is that just a little too... I'm okay with one email address, though I do have uh, friends, relatives, and colleagues (laughs) that have one, you know, they they, they have one for family and one for friends. And then they'll have one for (laughs) for shopping, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. All of us have a professional email account, and then we have our, you know, the the one we use for personal purposes. And that that absolutely, that division makes sense to everyone, I'm sure. Uh, But having a separate email for shopping, uh, that works nicely. Uh, I always like to spell my name a little bit differently. Uh, or capitalize or not capitalize something in the address, and that helps me understand who's, who's selling my list, you know, who's selling me to what list. Uh, and when we shop, we always use our formal names. So if somebody calls the house and asks for my wife or myself using our formal names, uh, we know they're close personal friends. <laughs> and, and so, you know, those sort of things. But uh, the, the basics that 
folks need to understand while they're shopping is that, number one, you need to keep your device up to date before you start shopping. You need to make sure their operating system's up to date, all their security on there is up to date, that you've got your privacy settings set. Set And then every time you, you update that operating system on Android or iOS, go back and fix those privacy settings because they've reset them on you. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, it's sneaky how many times. Like, really? I have to do this again? But even as a reminder for uh, pros and experts, it, it happens. It absolutely does. And then every single app that you download Make sure you download it from a trusted source, because even though occasionally Google Play or the Apple Store will have a download that has uh, malware in there, they're really good at policing their infrastructure and trying to keep the nefarious uh, apps out of their infrastructure. Never download an app from uh, the fly-by-night website that's offering you 73 coupons, right? (laughs) But, you know, it it absolutely works, it appears, because why else would they keep doing it? And so I I hope lots of people hear us saying here, don't get caught. It's easy to get caught. We've all been caught. (laughs) Don't get that hook in the mouth. Don't click. Well, it, it, it's, it's don't click and patch, you know, updates and yes, keeping absolutely. up with that. I mean, even uh, you folks who should know better uh, frequently get caught. But how I think one of the other issues and certainly to delve into is you know, in our next and final segment on the show but look at how do you have those difficult conversations that you're sitting around the holiday table and maybe you're watching somebody log into something or download or talk about or you know even in in the shopping area have that difficult conversation Ooh, well that was stupid because that does that's not always the best approach <laughs> well, you do it delicately. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> or otherwise, you'll get your head handed to you. <laughs> exactly. It's like you want to have those conversations early on Christmas Day, um, but maybe after the first pot of coffee uh, when Santa's helpers may have regained a little bit of their energy uh, from being up all night putting together the, hopefully not the Kayla uh, or some of the other GPS watches, but we'll have to delve into that momentarily. Please stay with us. You're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. 
You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine, where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peace Street ENT Center is where patient care counts. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Catch us each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on americaswebradio.com or find the Lawyer Liz podcast on americaswebradio.com, iTunes, Google, your favorite podcast streaming service. I'm your host, Lawyer Liz, talking today with Christopher Burgess and really delving into what, now that we, Rob Graham gave us the naughty IoT list, how do you find those gadgets and gizmos for your relatives and friends? And time before the break, how do you broach those subject sticky subjects of well you're doing information security all wrong uh we established waiting for that first uh pot of coffee perhaps that first uh beer or glass of wine may help the conversation but what what are some pointers if you see something glaringly wrong at a relative's practice? <laughs> well, it, 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 if you've seen them, they've handed Chucky to your child. You can intervene on your own. Okay? You don't need to wait. Uh, but if they've handed it to their own child, then you, you really need to be a little more delicate. And I, I, I recommend not, not, not giving them your uh, InfoSec uh, advice in front of the children. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, taking them aside and, 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 you know, just letting them know this is what you have learned about the downside of this type of, of device. And with this knowledge, now you can use it in such a way that it mitigates the risk I just told you about. And, and nowhere in there did I say, don't use it. Nowhere in there did I say, you're a moron. Uh, I just said, look, I am aware of this. This is how this device can be manipulated, compromised, and, and used in a way that might put uh, my nephew, your 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 son, at risk. I want you to be aware of it so you use it appropriately. 
just like uh, the you know find my phone uh, tracking on information. You know, some some folks give the car keys to their kids, and in giving their car keys, they also give them the insurance monitoring device that they shove into the car, so that now everything the car does is being monitored. You know, they, yeah. all these trade-offs. Okay, now that you can follow where your daughter is at night at 6 p.m. on her way home from school to the library, etc., perhaps others can too, and you just need to do your research. Well, and it, too, is it something where, for example, you see they have an Alexa uh home you know, assistant or you're logging in you notice that they don't necessarily have a separate network set up for their iot devices versus their work or stuff that needs to be a little more secure how do you broach those subjects as well do you offer to hey you know I can help you set this up if you want. I mean, nobody I wants to be the printer. I ask folks if they're uh, how old's their router. That's the first thing I'll ask. How old's your router? If it's older than three years old, I'm recommending that they upgrade it. Uh, and you know, they look at you. Why? Because you don't break what's not. You know, you, you don't touch what's not broken. But I, I point out, but it is. You know, the yes. technology has gone uh, bad. You can't update the firmware, yada, yada. And they go through what you've already talked about. Well, I'm not a target. I'm not a target. I'm not a target. And I, I have the benefit of my background of having been a professional targeter. <laughs> that, that I get to say, you don't get to choose if you're the target. I do. <laughs> and, 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 and thus, that stops that argument. But... Uh, if the router is more than three years old, I'm recommending they update it. If they've got a guest network capability, I recommend that they fire it up and only give that to people who visit them. Uh, I recommend they use both the 2.4 and the 5 gigahertz networks. Uh, you, you just gave a perfect example of divide it up, use you know one for your gizzywizzes and your entertainment, and use the other one for work. Uh, for your Wi-Fi. Uh, if you need two pipes into your house, most of us can't afford that, so we don't. Uh, so we have stuff hardwired. Well, if everything's hardwired, then it's all vulnerable at the same le- level, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you have, to, you have to defend your devices. And so uh, one thing I, I'm amazed with is that people will actually spend money to protect their laptops or desktops. But then they'll do everything they do on those two devices on their tablet and their phone. But they have no security on their tablet and their phone, but it's the same information that's on their desktop and laptop. But it's so annoying to have Hello? to have a, a password <laughs> to access your, I mean, it it boggles my mind every time I see someone pick up, be it a tablet or, you know, their device and just immediately start like, wait, 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 you don't have a password? Wait, what? You don't have antivirus on there. You don't have any of the mm-hmm. basic security. Pre- how many of uh, how many folks actually know how to use their you know Windows 10 capability to uh, encrypt a USB drive that they just downloaded mm-hmm. all of the family's finances on? It's not hard. But it, it, it requires you knowing how to turn on BitLocker, knowing how mm-hmm. to create a, a key, knowing how to 
put the key in a safe spot so you, you remember it when you get older and don't have a memory. Uh, little things like or that. Or you just tend to forget those things. <laughs> I don't remember breakfast. You expect me to remember a password? Come, come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in, uh, that's how I would I would broach it with family members. It would I would put it in the context of, did you know? Now you do. And then step away. Because unless you're going to wrap them in cotton, you're not going to be able to protect them. <laughs> well, and so when we were talking before about some of these uh, subscription-type services, be it the ring for the doorbell, be it a different kind of you know, monitoring, or if I buy a gadget that or a gizmo that it requires online connection or some other source. How long do I am I now obligated to purchase? Am I obligated to extend their use past that first thirty days? Uh, for me, the gift is the device. It's up to them if they want to subscribe to it. Uh, because normally these type of devices work in basic mode. They have a basic mode that's at the free level, and then they have premium levels that require funds. And I allow the recipient of my gift to determine whether or not that service is something they want. When I know, because I gifted the item, that the basic service will work for them. The ring at my front door, if somebody pushes it, I know that it will connect to uh, the tablet, and the tablet will show a picture of who's at my front door. That's good. It will also alarm to me when there is motion in the vicinity of my front door. Also good. Do I need the service of retaining these videos, etc.? Don't know. I'm going to think on that. Well, and that, too, is what, what about those awkward conversations when, you know, I don't know how many people have tried to give me a Fitbit, uh, which I don't know what message they're trying to send. I probably should be offended, but instead just annoyed going, now I have to take this gift back. I, I don't want this. I don't want, you know, to have, to be reminded that maybe I didn't take enough steps that day. What are some good protocols for that? I mean, do you tell them, look, if this is not to your liking, I'm happy to return You just it, ask or... if there's a gift receipt with this. Yeah. And then <laughs> try, to, try to remind them, we're not telling you, any, you know, sending a signal, but, yeah, we thought you'd really love this connected exercise device or... <laughs> Yeah, it, exactly. I, I asked for the gift receipt uh, if there is one or if I have one already. Uh, you know, I already have one of these. You know, perhaps I can exchange it for something else. Uh, it's the same way, you know, if you get a sweater, it's the wrong size. Mm-hmm. So I treat it the same way. Well, and too, I'm, I'm expecting, at least based on the number of ads I have seen for Echoes and uh, Alexa, is there a polite way to say, you know, 
you should be concerned about some of the data or information that's collecting. Uh, There are some basic privacy settings to consider. I like to say if you don't see the red button on that Alexa uh, dot, that means it's collecting. (laughs) And when you, and there's great uses for it. I love them myself, but I also turn them on and turn them off. Yeah, and is that something also with holiday parties? Do we need to be walking into the holiday party going, Alexa, stop recording? Yeah. You know, echo, <laughs> off. <laughs> exactly. I think you should. And, and is it advisable if you found yourself dancing on uh, the coffee table or wearing a lampshade on your head to then hack into the home security system and make sure that footage got deleted? Or I don't know. I think that, that video will probably already be up on Instagram or uh, or YouTube, and, and hacking's not going to do you a damn bit of good. <laughs> uh, sadly, alas. On the, same, on the same token, maybe that's your Christmas gift to folks of, well, here are the pictures I could have put on Instagram from last year's holiday party, but instead I give them back to you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, Neil, as all kidding aside, when you're dealing with or not dealing with what we have the privilege of perhaps elderly relatives mm-hmm. or friends, what are some genuine safety advice or kind of that they can take with them through the whole year? Because so I would Christmas isn't the only time of the year that they're dealing with this. You know, we, uh we all, we all aspire to be a senior. Some of us already are. And because when, when you become a senior, things move slower. Um, you need resources. So uh, knowing this, I created uh, a nonprofit, uh, which I lead, and it's called Senior Online Safety, senioronlinesafety.com. Uh, and as often as I can, I publish in English and in Spanish uh, inform- basic information about staying safe online. And uh, we even created a, a primer, uh, which is about you know, 60 pages long uh, in English and Spanish again. Uh, that's available through uh, all of the ebook uh, purveyors, including Amazon, uh, that you can give to a senior that they can look at, and it's just basics of you know update your, your passwords. If you're going to use a password uh, logger, never put any password in there that. Uh, deals with finance or your email because those are the you know your, the keys to your kingdom uh, don't you know befriend people from uh, afar uh, talking about catfishing you know it's really it's a real threat to our isolated elders because all they want is to have some company and if they're in a, a uh, an assisted living facility and the people in the room next to them you know are are in worse shape than they are, then they too are isolated. And so we try to uh, help them in that regard. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you for all your work on that. I encourage folks to check out Senior Online Safety. But thank you as well for all of your gift-giving and holiday tips. Uh, Thanks. Thanks to Christopher for joining the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Catch us next week on Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.